You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been, and will always be, about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's really good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop Thursday, NBA slate, the last slate before the NBA All-Star Game. If it's Thursday, you know who's with me. AC, the analytics capper, Albert Wynn, and J-Money is money. You know the deal. We're presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app, everything you need. For the All-Star break, is going to be in the Action Network app. Everything you need heading into the NBA playoffs, baseball. I think the catchers and pitchers reported today. It's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe in the sports world. The Action Network app has you covered. Do not miss Friday. The All-Star edition of Buckets will be released. We got a whole gang coming on. We're giving out the three-point contest our winners, how we feel about the guys in the contest and at the numbers that they're listed at. Of course, we got the dunk contest. Mac McGlung is going for back-to-back in Indianapolis. And the skills competition will break it all down Saturday night and, of course, the full game on Sunday. Do not miss that episode of Buckets that we'll be releasing tomorrow. All right, you know the deal. We need a game. We need a play. We need a cap. We get out of here. AC, Albert Wynn. Give me your best bet for the Thursday NBA slate. Yeah, this one's going to be gross, guys. I'm going to go with Portland Trailblazers first half plus four and a half. J-Money is money. Thursday, the last Thursday before the break. Give me your best bet. I'll go with the Milwaukee Bucks minus ten and a half. All right, I'm going to go to Utah. I'm taking the Warriors Jazz over 237 and a half. All right, AC, analytics capper, coming right back to you. Let's talk about the Blazers in this first half plus four and a half. They're playing Minnesota, who they just played. It's a little duplex spot. They got rolled out in the first matchup. Potentially a little bounce-back spot in the first 24 minutes here. Talk to me. Yeah, this is not even a bounce-back spot for Portland, in my opinion. This is more me fading Minnesota. They have a a few stars on this team. Some are older. Some are all-stars. So I think they're going to be looking forward to the weekend. 
So I think they're going to come out to a sluggish start. And then talent-wise, the disparity there is so large with Portland that Minnesota is probably going to take over in the second half and dominate. But I do expect a slow start. Again, you mentioned it. This is a second night of a duplex here. So they didn't travel anywhere. They've been in Portland now for a couple of days. And I think they, again, it's a sleepy spot. So it's more of a fade on Minnesota. And I'm not even going to touch the full game. I just think they come off a little slow. So I like Portland in that first half. Jay Money is money. Any thoughts on Minnesota? They've been up and down a little bit, but of course to put it together, they smoked out Portland and had a big win prior to that. Any thoughts on this first half for the Blazers? We talked about it coming in last week even. Be careful coming into the break. Is this a sleepy spot like AC said here? Potentially get a pick up a W in the first half with the Blazers plus the points. Yeah, you see Anthony Edwards there on the injury report with the knee and Achilles, sore Achilles as well. So don't be a bit surprised if Anthony Edwards doesn't play. Obviously, he could be looking ahead to All-Star weekend as well. So AC laid it out well. It could definitely be a sleepy spot for the Timberwolves in this one. They're laying even more points than last time. So I could definitely see the Blazers coming out here with a little bit more energy, the more energized team in the first half. Yeah, I don't have a lot of thoughts on this. I think it's very difficult to tell who wants to get to the break faster. Is it the guys that are trying to rush to the break to get to Indy to participate in the games? And, you know, Minnesota's had a tough, I don't want to say tough first half of the season, but they're up there at the top of the West. They play physical, rough basketball. Or is it the other side of a squad that has absolutely nothing going for it? And it's just like, let me get to the beach and let's get to the Mm -hmm. beach ASAP. Now, could they come out the first 24 minutes and put together a little bit of effort and show some pride after getting smashed in their building just the other night by the same exact team. Let's find out. I think it'll be telling in this game, whoever comes out early and puts pressure on one or the other is going to kind of carry that through the rest of the game. Hopefully it's the trailblazers and AC can catch that ticket plus four and a half. Yeah. One final thing on this, Sean, you mentioned it. They just played and it was, you know, somewhat of a blowout. I mean, it was 12 points, but the line that is exact same. So you would expect the books to adjust the line to be larger there, right? But it's going to be the same. So I think it's telling more, again, I think it's more telling that uh, Minnesota is not going to put in their full effort. Yeah, I actually did notice that. And I that's a great, great point to bring up coming in because I was looking at Minnesota potentially taking them in the spot. And I felt like nine was too heavy coming off that big win the game prior. Then they go in and roll them out. You would think it would tick up a little bit to 10, 10 and a half, maybe potentially even 11. But it doesn't move. And as we sit here recording this Wednesday night, it hasn't moved at all. Jay Money, any thoughts on that? Seeing the look, we posted a number. It kind of stayed right at that nine and a half, nine number. Minnesota comes in and blows through that number. Then day off in between, no travel, same number hung on the board. Any thoughts on that overall and just zoom out scoping when you're just looking at NBA boards in general? Yeah, they just ticked it up a little bit. Um, obviously, off a blowout win, we know who's the better team here. I believe it went down to seven and a half when Anthony Edwards was questionable. Then it ended up closing at eight, eight and a half. So they ticked it up a half point. But I can't say I could only look towards Timberwolves. I'll be perfectly honest, man. This is the last day before the All-Star break. I usually never bet on these type of days. You just never really know what you're going to get from these teams as far as motivational-wise. You got the tanking teams that, I mean, they don't really have much to play for. They're still getting paychecks, though, so they're going to go have a nice vacation. And then you have the top-tier teams 
teams that are probably looking towards getting some rest as well. So you never know, just some to the listeners out there, in these type of games and like really the whole last week before All-Star break, there's a ton of funky things going on. Motivation is very sketchy. We really just have teams going out there just shooting up a bunch of threes and, and hoping that they fall. So these are really treacherous waters that we're entering here today. Yeah, the total is also a very low number, 216 currently on the board. I'm seeing some as low as 214 and a half on the board. There's a couple 215 and a halves as well. So big, big number laying for Minnesota and a low total potentially could sneak in that first half and catch the ticket. All right, J Money is money. Let's talk about the Bucks. I was on the call for Bucks Miami. That is the flattest fucking game I've ever seen a team show up with coming off of a big win. They got the big win prior. Who was the big win against prior to Miami? Nuggets. I'm blanking. Yeah, they beat the Nuggets. They took care of business against the Nuggets. They got another home spot against Miami, who's missing Jimmy Butler, Josh Richardson, Scary Terry Rozier. They thought they were just going to show up to the gym, put it together, get a big-time W. Miami was on their ass from the tip. Never let, never, never let, came off the gas. Jovich had a career night, career high in points. Bam Adebayo had a triple double. Kevin Love was knocking down jumpers all over, but looked like he was 27 years old. Duncan Robinson was absolutely lights out and was talking shit. Fellas, Duncan Robinson talks shit now, by the way. If y'all haven't been paying attention, Duncan <laughs> Robinson is confident. He's chirping in people's faces and he doesn't care what y'all think anymore. He's off. Spoh's shit list. He's back playing big minutes and making big impact. Talk to me about Milwaukee in a major bounce back stop, potentially trying to get right before they get into the all-star break. But it is a big number, J Money. Yeah, that was a double revenge spot for the Heat. So that wasn't a regular spot there. They had lost two previous matchups versus the Milwaukee Bucks, and they had the rest advantage as well. So that was a big spot for Miami. Came in focus, but the Bucks also came out flat. They only scored 97 points. Obviously, it was a back to back. Doc Rivers basically came out and called out the whole team. It was like, that was our worst defensive game. And they've had some bad defensive games. So after the coach called them out, I mean, this is just what the doctor ordered up as well. The Grizzlies, you get, you get a team that's not so interested in winning games coming off a win here as well. I think you see a Smack City spot. This line opened up at 9, 9.5. It quickly went to 10, 10.5. You're going to start to see 11.5s pop up on this game. This could be a 20-point blowout win for the Bucks. This game is all on the Bucks, guys. Again, I reiterate this. This is all on the Bucks. They can win this game by however much they want to. They can win it by 5. They can win it by 15 or 25 points as well. I'm obviously leaning towards like a 15, 25-point win here, but also you can't be surprised when the teams land these big numbers. This is one of the most sketchiest days, but this happened to be the only game on the board that I like, that I feel comfortable with. Now, this time, the Bucks have the rest advantage. They're coming off a bad game as well. You don't want to go into the break with that bad taste in your mouth. I think they come out here and smoke the Grizzlies, like some of them famous smoked wings from Memphis over there. They've also <laughs> lost <laughs> Hey, they've also lost three straight games to the Memphis Grizzlies as well. They lost 127-102, 142-101, and 137 to 114. So they've been getting smoked by the Grizzlies. Now it's their turn to return the favor here see a smack city spot coming for the bucks in this game ac grizzlies nine and 16 against the spread at home but the bucks are nine and 16 against the spread on the road i agree with jay they have to be the feeling in the locker room has to be let's get that bad taste of our mouth what miami just did to us on our home floor let's get a w and then get into the break that has to be what Giannis Mm -hmm. is saying that has to be what doc is saying 
I know Chris Middleton is most likely still going to be out, but they have to cleanse themselves of that game against Miami. And then after we get AC's thoughts, fellas, let's have a quick couple minutes on a real conversation about Dame Lillard. We'll get back to that here in a second. But AC, what do you think about the Milwaukee Bucks and laying the big number here? Yeah, what resonated with me during Jay's analysis was he talked about the the three games prior. And if you look at the points Milwaukee gave up to Memphis, it's absurd. And I think the style is going to be different with Doc Rivers. So not only do I agree with Jay, I also think it's a first half spot. But I think my favorite play on this one is going to be a Memphis team total under. I think Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. when they're motivated, they're going to really shut this team down. They only just scored 97 against Miami themselves. I think a similar type of defensive performance is going to be out of the Milwaukee Bucks. So I agree with Jay in terms of it's a Milwaukee or nothing spot. There's only three games on the slate. Guys like Giannis, Dame, these stars, they know everybody's going to be watching. Everybody knows the narrative right now around Milwaukee. This is going to be the last kind of game before the All-Star game. So I think they're going to actually play some defense. But instead, for me, instead of playing the side here, just because it's so long, so wide, you know, 10 and a half, maybe 11 points by tomorrow, I just think they're going to shut down Memphis. Yeah, I agree. The defense has been a lot better outside of that Miami game. I don't know what happened in that Miami game the other night. Every look that Miami got was wide open. They were getting easy, easy looks, possession after possession after possession. Outside of a spell from Dame, who we'll get to here in a second, in the third quarter where they cut it to nine, it was a double-digit 15-16 point game the entire way, and they never, ever showed any life or signs of getting back into the game. So I agree with Jay. I'll lay the points as well and, and rock with Jay in this spot. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Jay. I'm coming right back to you, actually, because I want to talk about Dame and I want to get some some real thoughts on what's going on with this move to Milwaukee. I haven't heard too many people give Dame any type of flack for how he's been playing on the offensive end. I know he's on a new team. I know apparently Giannis doesn't want to run pick and roll, and that's a big factor here. But he's had some really putrid months here to start the year. January, he shot 28% from three. He shot 39% from the floor in January. In December, he had his best month of the season. Shot 47% from the floor, 43% from three. But he played a lot of soft squads in the month of December. He played Indiana twice. He played San Antonio, Atlanta. He played the Knicks three times in December. That's before the OG trade where they were absolutely struggling on the defensive end. So there's a lot of soft defensive teams on here. You can go back to November, back down in the 30s. He shot 33.6% from the floor. Jay, what's going on with Dame Lillard, in your opinion, in Milwaukee? Because the offense flat out hasn't been there. 
Well, I mean, I don't mean to give him a pass, and all of these NBA players are soft as hell these days to me, but that's a whole nother rant. But this guy does have something that's going on off the court. So I didn't really just want to stop you, but I don't really think it's – I'm not going to say it's not worth talking about, but the guy has things that's going on outside of the court that's messing with his head. So I don't think it's something that he's just poor basketball play. He's going through a divorce. His house is still in Portland, so he's still living out of a hotel or whatever. He doesn't have his kids with him. I always reiterate, this is more to the listeners out there, these guys are not superhuman. Like they're human beings just like us. They have emotions. They have things that affect them that's outside of the court as well. So he's going through a divorce. He's missing his kids. I would say that that's most likely what's going on with Dame Lillard. AC. Yeah, I mean, it's a big adjustment. Not only the off the court stuff, the on the court stuff. He's never played with someone that has Giannis's gravity, right? So it's hard being the number one guy for. 10, 12 years, and then going over to a team where you're told, play your game, right? Be Dame. But it's impossible to beat Dame when there's Giannis on the court. It's just a different stage in their careers right now. Dame is 33 years old. I mean, looking at his stats, I did think he turned a corner in December, and then January was just really bad from an efficiency standpoint. But if a bad year is 25, 7, and 4, I mean, that's not too bad, to be honest. And it also means I'm more of a buyer, right, heading into the playoffs. Because I don't think he's going to be a bad shooter for five months straight. He's just too good for that. So I think it's almost a buy low spot for Dame. Maybe he needs this week off that's coming up with the All-Star break, and it's going to help reset him. Also, that's being 33 years old, 12-year veteran. That's when they know the season really starts, right? Everything from October to now is more of like a feeling out process. It's like the first six rounds of a boxing match. Now they're going to start getting into a real playoff-like atmosphere. And I still think Dame-Giannis is an amazing one-two combo. I would not write this team off already. Yeah, no, I'm not writing them off. I just think they need to figure out the plan offensively. It's just still a lot of one, you take it, I take it. And then when he struggles, there's nowhere to look. There's no help. He's just over there on an island, ISO, trying to pull up for jumpers when people know exactly what's coming. Yeah. The, the whole idea of them not running the pick and roll is mind-boggling. I Something about that is off. So keep an eye on that. Dame, uh, let's see how he comes out of the All-Star break here because he has flat out been struggling offensively, and not many people are talking about that and giving him a pass. And I understand there's off-the-court stuff going on, but we talk about what's going on on the court, and Dame Lillard's not playing Dame Lillard ball right now. AC. Yeah, I do want to make one final comment here. Not only is he on a new team, they had a brand new coach that just jumped in as well. So that could be part of it. But I will say one thing about the the pick and roll thing and the my turn, your turn thing. In the playoffs, when it slows down, it becomes more my turn, your turn, in my opinion, especially in today's NBA. You're not going to see the beautiful basketball from you know 2017 and the Warriors just passing around. Every team doesn't have a Jokic being able to pick apart defenses like the way he can. So when the playoffs start for the Milwaukee Bucks, I do think the best chance for them to win is to lean in on Giannis and Dame. And if that means one-on-one basketball, I think that's the best. I think where they need to improve is defense. I'm not worried about their offense. All right. We'll move on. We'll come back. I'm sure we're going to talk about the Bucks a bunch in this second half. All right. I'm going Warriors-Jazz over 237 and a half. This is all about going into the break. Both teams are going to be on a back-to-back. They're playing right now as we record this pod Wednesday night. Both teams are going to be playing three games in four days. And this is a really interesting spot for the Warriors. They were just in Utah 
They busted them up pretty good. Got a big time win. Have seemed like they've turned the corner. Then they have to go to LA tonight to play the Clippers without Kawhi. Clippers are two and two without Kawhi. Let's see how that game shakes. And then they're right back on the plane to go back to Utah. I think that favors the over in this spot. Now, the Warriors themselves have been playing really well. Seven and one their last eight, seven and one ATS as we record this. I don't know what's going to happen, of course, against the Clippers, but they're rolling. They're feeling good. Curry has scored 30 plus points in his last four home games. Overall, seven of the last eight, including the Warriors, have gone to the under. Last five games, Warriors number one in defensive rating. If there's ever a spot for them to take the foot off the gas a little bit as well as they've been playing, it's going to be in Utah, one of the toughest places to play, even though they just got a big W there before the break. I'm not saying that they're going to lose the game. I'm not back in Utah. It is a very short number at one. It's flipped a lot. It's, it's basically a pick em, depending on where you're looking. I think this will be one of those places where both teams will be tired. Both teams will be ready to get to the break, playing three games in four days, both on a back-to-back. I expect a lot of possessions where easy buckets are going to be allowed. I'm going to take over 237 and a half in the Utah Jazz-Golden State Warriors matchup where offensively Golden State has shown they're starting to put it together a little bit where points are coming not from just Steph Curry, but other people involved as well. And we know Utah can get up and down and can score at home. I think this game is going to be in the 240s, so I'll take over 237 and a half. Jay Money, any comments on the total there? I ain't going to lie to you. I don't have – y'all know I don't look at any totals. I can't talk you off of over. The Jazz, their defense has really been slipping, and they shoot a ton of threes. Like, they just play an over-style type of basketball. So definitely couldn't talk you off the over in any Jazz games, especially at the house. Sean, are you on the over or the under? Over 237 and a half. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's an over spot, right? They just played and it went under. I think the last two games they've played now is went under. So it makes sense to me, and I – Again, I don't really have a, an opinion on this, but my pushback to you, Sean, is when teams are tired, why do you like the over versus the under? Again, I don't know the answer. I'm just asking. Yeah, so my thought is that tired legs, they use all that energy on the offensive end. Tired legs aren't locking down on D and trying to get stops on a possession by possession. So typically, from my research and, and what I've seen is that like on back-to-back spots, first halves, teams will come out and play solid and they'll start to fade in the second half. I think both of these teams, both being on back-to-backs, a very particular spot where they just played, they have essentially a game in between, where then they play each other again, both in Utah. I like Utah to bounce back and play a lot better on offense than they did. They're going to score more than 107 like they did, and I don't see why Golden State, who's rolling, wouldn't score 120. So I think this game is going to be in the 240s, 240-plus, so I'll take the over 237 and a half here. All right, that's going to do it for the Thursday edition of Buckets. To recap, AC is on the Blazers, first half, plus four and a half. Jay Money is on the Milwaukee Bucks, minus ten and a half. I'm on the Warriors Jazz, over 237 and a half. Don't forget it. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app and don't miss the all-star edition of Buckets that will be released on Friday. Until next time, get Buckets, baby. We'll see you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.